Grand Canyon Maroon. Another way of saying that being marooned in the Grand Canyon isn't necessarily a bad thing. So I want to talk about when you travel, sometimes you got to go with flow. And that is not easy for most of us. It certainly isn't easy for me. We're going to talk about that in podcast 1117, the Bob Davis Podcasts. Well, I've been hearing on the socials that it is raining and cold and sleeting and snow back in Minnesota and Wisconsin. If you live in St. Paul or Minneapolis, that general area, this is the time, if you haven't had heating checks, this is the time to get them because what you don't want, and it happened to me many times, you do not want the heating to go out when it's 40 below zero. And that's going to happen in about two months. (laughs) And I laugh because as cold as as it can get, especially in northern Arizona, uh, I'm eventually going to Quartzsite, and it will not be cold there. It's cold, but we'll talk about that. But uh, you got to get the heating checked. And for that, Ryan Plumbing and Heating in St. Paul for home or business, because you've got all these systems, you want to keep them operating. Usually they're pretty antiquated. If you live in St. Paul, you may actually still have the remnants of an oil heating system or oil heating. You got gas. Some of that stuff is 40, 50 years old, and when they go down, they go down at the worst time. Murphy's Law, right? So when you have plumbing or heating problems, don't forget reliable service. Ryan Plumbing and Heating in St. Paul, you call 651-224-4771. In Minneapolis, 612-927-6488. They've been doing this for five generations, and there is little that you can throw at them that they haven't seen and that is what it's all about quality replacement and repair of all plumbing heating and air conditioning systems residential and business i've been talking about ryan for years more than 10 years and love him as a sponsor and again ryan plumbing and heating check them out online at ryanplumbingandheating.com or call them in minneapolis 612-927-6488 in st paul 651-224-4771 I'm in Grand Canyon. Now, the original plan was to stay here a couple days and start heading down leisurely to Quartzsite, to the uh, welcoming warmth of Quartzsite, where it is 85 to 90 degrees during the day. It's starting to cool off now, probably a lot more than what I wanted. I'd love to get there early, uh, late uh, late August even, uh, late uh, September, and really be able to enjoy a month of really hot weather for a while. I don't know that that's going to be possible. If you, I, I think I explained this on YouTube. I may not have fully explained it in uh, a previous podcast, 1116. I have uh, a 23-year-old vehicle. And the thing about nomad life is we do we put these vehicles under tremendous stress especially if we travel uh any at, at any to any degree and we have unique needs uh, as i have often talked about one of the reasons i have all-terrain tires on this vehicle is uh it can get pretty crazy if you go into certain campsites and uh and we do all over the country if you are full-time Nomad. Now, I don't mean full-time in a $400,000 RV. Nothing wrong with that. But uh, I mean full-time in some sort of cobbled-together vehicle, a 30-year-old camper or something to that effect, a backpack on a, a camper on a pickup truck, 
that's uh, you know a, a 2003 or something, and an older uh, camper. I could go through all of the options, but you get the idea. And by traveling as much as we do, some people travel to work, some people travel because they want to and they have a little bit of means to do that. But most of the people I know that are doing nomad life are, uh, you really are hand to mouth and you gotta watch your expenses and you've gotta watch uh, where you go and how you go and you've gotta be prepared for uh, any difficulties. I talked to uh, a, a wonderful woman I met just recently, Anya, in uh, the uh, the campground here at Grand Canyon, and she works in the cannabis industry and traveled around a long time doing that, and also did a lot of stuff with uh, Burning Man. And she was talking about how, uh, especially Burning Man, anything can happen to your vehicle. Batteries explode, uh, tires melt, and this is what you have to deal with. And I thought I was laughing because that's it's true that it, we have a saying, which is it's always something because it always is. And so you get used to that. Well, in this case, I am very lucky because what happened, uh, what had happened was I have, uh, well, all these vehicles have pressure hoses for steering and brakes. And, the, and in this case, these are hydraulic pressure hoses. There is a pump in the power steering, but that's that's for both and this is pretty much a hydraulic power steering system and a hydraulic power braking system so there's a small pump uh, which is fine at 23 years old a lot of these metal uh, hydraulic hoses and various other hoses are rusting and when you have a lot of vibration they vibrate against metal metal on metal and eventually they and the rust and eventually just wear out and they'll just blow so anybody who has a 7.3 diesel or duramax that's of any age or any of these engines and it could happen in a gas too ford chevy uh dodge vans they all have these and i, I don't know what the dodge and the chevys have in them whether they're they have power steering motors or whether they're just hydraulic power steering but it's simple you just have to replace the hoses well if this had happened to me 10,200 feet up in New Mexico on the way over here, or if this had happened to me in the Navajo Nation, or if this had happened to me further north uh, uh, from the Grand Canyon, I would have been really in serious trouble because getting uh, somebody to, to do something about it would have been really expensive and difficult. Uh, since I have found out that there are companies that will come out and manufacture any hose that you need. So if this ever happens to you, uh, take the consideration to think about getting uh, getting hold of a company that uh, has uh, people who can come out and make hoses because you may need that. I'm sitting in Mobile Podcast Command right now in the parking lot of the automotive shop here at the Grand Canyon. They were kind enough to let me stay here. I was going to go over back to the park ranger and see if I can get a campsite or get my campsite back. And then I decided uh, I don't think I should drive this. I don't want to go on and on about this, but when, when, the, power, when the, pro, the power steering or brake hoses blow, they blow. They all, you lose all the fluid. You hear a weird noise, and you need to not drive because you don't want to burn that pump out. So this is the, the this is the 
second or third trip that I've made over here from the campground, a mile and a half, whatever, that's still leaking power steering fluid. And I've just decided we're here and we're gonna be here. We ordered parts. Yes, the, the parts took a week to get up here. The parts were ordered. They were the wrong parts. And I ordered them. This is the weirdest thing at the park, but apparently they can't order the parts. I have to order the parts. So they're not really here to provide mechanical service. They provide service to the Grand Canyon vehicles. In an emergency, what are you going to do? And there's another guy here from Montana who was pulling a boat who had uh, a bearing issue. So there's no, we have no other option but to go to this little garage here. So we have to order the parts with their direction and we ordered the wrong parts. It's a, don't even get me started. This is a 7.3 Ford diesel. It's actually an international engine, sometimes referred to as the legend. It's a great motor, it, it's fantastic, but it's getting old and things break. It's called a super duty Ford. Well, it was so famous, they had to discontinue it because it's loud and it's dirty and noisy back in the day. So they decided to manufacture their own Super Duty. So they put a six, I think it's a six, seven, they have a six, seven Super Duty diesel engine, which was horrible for a number of years for a lot of reasons. I don't need to get into it. it they've supposedly fixed a number of their problems, but when you go to Amazon to bu to buy this part and you enter 2000 Ford F or 2000 Ford F or E450 Super Duty 7.3, you get a, a a part that looks right, and it says Super Duty. Well, it's the Super Duty 6.7, not the 7.3. So we didn't find that out after waiting a week to get the part, and me bothering these people. Uh, we didn't get it until yesterday afternoon when uh, the mechanic started putting it in, came out and said, bro, these are the wrong parts. Great. So now what do we do? Add insult to injury. There was an accident at the gate and all hands on deck. They took tow trucks and went up to the gate. I had to sit here and try to figure out how to get the parts from Napa, then try to figure out how to get the parts from somebody else. My friend Ed Johnson, who sold me this vehicle years ago, ex-government cars, said, wait a minute, you can have somebody come out and make the hose. I called them. No one was available. By now it's 6 o'clock, and the mechanics finally came back late. All they could do is put it back together again. We finally went to Rock Auto and ordered again. Went online, but this time we looked at the connectors because the deal is the connectors are different. So you have to get the right connectors to put these pressure hoses in, and that's the holdup. So this time, the mechanic and I got in the truck and we looked carefully at the computer and we made sure we got the right parts. Fingers crossed. Hopefully, we won't have to order a pump. It was too late to go back up to the park and he said, why don't you just park in the back in the parking lot where we park our vehicles? You're good, you can stay there. So I pulled in here, I got up this morning, I was gonna go down to the campground and uh, then I thought, I don't think I should be driving this. I think, I think we've put enough pressure on this pump. I don't want to find out that I've got to order a pump now and get the part on that wrong or I'm going to be here even longer. Long story short, I have a feeling that the universe wants me to stay here for a while. And I... 
maybe it's just the stress of the event. Uh, but I, I am not a, a patient person. I've had to teach myself patience, and it is not easy. People around here, especially people who live up here and around here, are just super mellow. They do not get excited about stuff. Certainly, getting parts up to the Grand Canyon from Williams or Flagstaff is difficult because it's, a, it's two hours or an hour and a half or whatever. And nobody wants to come up here. You have to go through the gate, then you have to get down to the village, then you have to get out, go back. So part delivery takes a long time. And the delivery services, UPS, FedEx, Amazon, they come on certain days, generally speaking. So you can be delayed for a part for quite some time. So you better make sure it's the right part because, you know, just, and I know this happens at mechanic shops all the time. People order the wrong part. You got to call a guy back. You know, the dude from Napa or whatever comes and goes. Napa was of no use to us. They didn't have the part. Rock Auto, bang, they had it. It's on its way, which is great so far. But at 7 o'clock last night, I, I was very stressed. And, and I think this comes from working in a stressful industry for many, many years and being hyperactive and being a driver. You give me a goal, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to push to meet that goal no matter what and I will meet that goal now I don't really have anywhere to be I'm doing everything here in the truck I don't have to go anywhere as long as I got a signal I'm good and I shouldn't have this feeling of in this intensity but the goal was get the part get it fixed move on so that's the goal I'm working with and I was pretty upset I didn't yell at anybody. I've I've long passed, uh, you know, re unloading my stress or my intensity on other people because number one, they will just, they'll just, you'll just have to wait. Number two, they don't deserve that, so I'm not going to unload on them. But at the same time, they could see that I I'm really struggling and being trying to hold back. So at about 7:30, I I said, well, God apparently i'm supposed to stay here and you know what i surrender i surrender i'm stuck whatever so i feel a lot better today and i felt better pretty shortly after that and we'll talk about being marooned in the grand canyon and what a great thing it is in the second half of this podcast fuel 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 it's driving me crazy this this oil thing is nuts uh, and I can tell you by looking at it with the, the low volume in the, in the futures markets, people come out of stocks, they go into oil futures, and they go back. And every time they do that, it drives the price of oil up, and then it goes back down. It's driving me nuts. So fortunately, I, am, I have a full tank. I'm going to be able to make it to Quartzsite without having to go any further. But all along this trip, I have been going to independent refueling stations because the savings is substantial. They get you a better deal on fuel because they get a better deal on fuel. In Minneapolis, the go-to independently owned and operated refueling station is 36 Lynn. They got a great store. They are community involved. They are shaking the industry up, the convenience store, you know, fueling industry up. Those guys are great. Lonnie is great. All the guys at the store are great. They got a great Instagram feed. Tremendous sense of humor as well. 36 Lynn, 36th Street and uh, 36th Street South and Lindale Avenue South in Lynn Lake. Check them out. Get some fuel. Get some candy at the store. Get some peace coffee and say hello. 36 Lynn. Check them out online at 36lynn.com. Well, after a pretty 
uh, significant setup, which kind of explains my situation. And if you've been listening to my podcast for any length of time, you know, and people who know me know how I am. I'm intense. And as I said, you give me a goal, I'm going for it. I'm going to push to get that goal accomplished. Uh, Sometimes it takes a long time. Sometimes it takes years, but I get it done somehow. I don't know. You have to understand the geography of the Grand Canyon National Park to understand the situation. First of all, this place is massive. Obviously, the Grand Canyon itself is massive, and there are campgrounds on the north side, on the south side, and 25 miles from here at Desert View. And I don't know whether that's north or south. It's south of me, slightly, but we're uh, at the Grand Canyon Village, which is... uh, uh, Bright, bright, I think it's called Bright Angel. There are hotels here and little cabins that you can rent. Uh, you have to make reservations 30 years ago to, to rent these really cool cabins along the rim. There are art studios and uh, all of that. And I, I came down here many, many years ago before they renovated it when you could just drive along the rim and see these cabins. Uh, and I didn't really know where I was. So then... Whether you're at Desert View or down here, the campgrounds are laid out, and they're huge. I mean, Mather Campground, which is the campground here, has something like 350 campsites. And they have electric hookups, and they have sunny sites, and they have uh, foresty sites, and they have sites with no amenities, and they have sites, I mean, it's huge. And it is sold out, especially since this is the last weekend that it's really safe to come up here because it does snow up here and the eclipse is coming up on the 14th so people are coming up here and there's no sites available and i don't want to drive and i'm very upset about this and then last night i kind of surrendered and this is what happens when you and the point that i wanted to make in this and i've made this point many many times in many many podcasts travel you can't schedule travel you can't over schedule travel where people are like we have to be here at this time we have to do this at this time and this is where we're going to be and we're driving to quartzite and we have to be there by october 1st because we're going to go to susan's wedding on uh november 5th and if we don't you know and everything is tight 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 you're not going to have any kind of an experience that's going to enlighten you that's going to be educational that's going to give you something when you have no plans or when your plans are uh, challenged because of events or when you're literally marooned, that's when you have, this, you have a, a, a life-changing experience. This is when you have an experience that um, is, is just sublime. Let's just put it that way. And I've had, certainly had a sublime experience watching the sunset over the canyon at Desert View. I talked about that in a previous podcast. I didn't expect to have a sublime experience here today. I got up, I made my coffee here in the parking lot, and uh, I just kind of was going, well, you know, I wish I, I was used to having a fire, used to being in a campground, and my plan was I was going to walk down about a mile to the, again, the distances are significant. You're not just in one of these campgrounds where you walk to the office and it's 15 feet away. The, the, the park ranger station that controls the Mather campground and that's where all the showers are and everything else that's a mile and a half from here 
So if you, the store is almost two miles from here. So guess what? You have to walk down there or you have to ride down there. That's it. Or you can, they have a bus, but uh, you're not going to just get up and go talk to somebody about such and such. And I thought, first, this thing's leaking power steering fluid. I don't need to take this through the campground with power steering fluid leaking. Two, uh, I don't think it should be driven because of, uh, of what I mentioned before with the pump. Three, gee, the village is down there. I think I'll go down to the village. Wow. I went down to Bright Angel, and it is beautiful. You're right on the rim of the canyon. There's restaurants down there. There's beautiful hotels down there. Now, there's a whole history here with this fellow named Fred Harvey. Fred Harvey was a famous restaurateur, and he is the guy who kind of developed the hotels here and the restaurants, and he was, it's, he was an amazing guy. And a lot of this particular part of the campground and the village in Grand Canyon is because of him. And these buildings are spectacular. Uh, they're just spectacular. The, the southwestern architecture and the feeling and the bright sun, even when it's cool, uh, is tremendous. And it has a really powerful effect on me. This whole state has always had a tremendous draw for me and a, and a powerful draw for me. And every time I come here, I have these really emotional experiences just walking around down there and looking into the canyon and going into the art studio. And yeah, they have a little historical museum there. And going into the historical museum and looking at it and trying to figure out what's this and what's that uh, is just a, it's just a great experience. And it's this whole Southwestern thing. You heard when I just did the last podcast how significantly I was affected by the, the whole, you know, uh, movement west of the sharecroppers from Oklahoma. And I get here and it's the whole southwestern uh, look, the, the, the Native American history, uh, the history of settlers, the, the original cabin of the guy that came here, I think his name was Bucky or something, and built his cabin. And, and the, the tower down at Desert View that was built in the 1920s. The look, the colors uh, are just incredible. That sort of uh, uh, dull green of the pines and juniper and the dun-colored rocks and the dirt, which is the same sort of a light brown. And the buildings all reflect that kind of architecture. They're made out of rock, but the design is pretty you know they are designed to be warm in the winter and allow for uh, you know cool breeze to come through in the summer it's a beautiful place when you are on a schedule now I'm gonna tell you I've been on schedules before I've been here before many times and I've driven through pell-mell didn't even take pictures drove, drove through looked at things left a couple of different times when you are stuck so in other words, I can't do anything. There's nothing I can do. I can't go anywhere. I can't drive anywhere. Can't even drive down to the store. I'd have to take the bus if I want to go down there. Uh, the village is an easy walk from here. Uh, can't go anywhere. Can't do anything. Got to conserve power. Well, then you're stuck. And so then you're able to just take it in. That's a whole different experience from having this sort of scheduled back-in-the-world-oriented travel that a lot of RVers do 
But when you just surrender and say, I guess I'm going to be here for a while. My, the joke that I'm using with my friends is, well, I guess I'm living at the Grand Canyon. Maybe I should apply for a job. Maybe I'm supposed to apply for the job. Maybe this, this truck is done. <laughs> and you have to be able to say, okay, that's what I'm going to do. You know, and then the joke is, well, I wonder if they have a radio station here. I'll go help at the radio station. You have all these visions of having some sort of important job. And I laughed and said, because the job that I would get would probably be cleaning toilets, or, and I wouldn't be able to do it. So it's about surrender. A lot of travel is about surrendering to the flow of what is going on. And some people can do it. Some people have always done it. I don't do it very well. So when I do it produces a huge a huge difference uh, and, and, and a different thought. I love this state. That's one thing. And I love it up here. This is really special. This is, a, this is like my favorite national park. Uh, I love it up here. The, and, and I just want to say uh, as an addendum, really, because there's really, I can't make that point strongly enough about people who feel the need to schedule their travel. As an addendum, I have really appreciated the patience and willingness to accommodate of the National Park Service. I think a lot of people come to these places and they get frustrated because they wanted a certain campsite or they wanted to do a certain thing, again, because they're on a schedule and this is what they're supposed to do. And I think these park rangers take a lot of heat from people and they are, it makes their job a lot more difficult and they, the truth is, they couldn't be nicer. And I, I got I to gotta mention Lori and I got to mention Courtney, who have been great in being patient with me because I look like, uh, I honestly look like a homeless guy with this truck. And, <laughs> and then Courtney was like, uh, you know, I did what you're doing for, I had a van and I traveled for years in my van. And uh, I did three years in, in, in the back of my van. So I know exactly what you're doing. And you meet, you start to meet great people. But I just can't, I can't mention enough the Park Service and the the services company that provides, uh, obviously servicing for the trucks and everything. But it's an imposition to have them have to do major mechanical work on some visitor's vehicle. It's not their problem that my power hose is broke, and so they have been extremely accommodating. I think they're sick of me. <laughs> I think they're afraid to talk to me because I, 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 I pace, I pace up and down. If you look, if you looked, if you had a satellite view of this place yesterday, you would see me pacing all around the bus. I didn't even figure, Hey, maybe you should walk into the, maybe you should walk into the town and check it out. Nope. You know, I just paced around here waiting to get my truck into the thing. I think they're a little tired of me, but when you put that away, when you release that and you accept the fact that you're marooned and you're just going to have to wait, well, then you open yourself up to a lot of really positive things. And a lot of it has been the park service. A lot of it has been the guys here at this garage and the services that they provide. And tonight I'm going to go up and I'm going to have dinner in the, in the little coffee shop at the hotel and treat myself to a milkshake or something and come back here to the parking lot <laughs> and uh, and enjoy my uh, evening <laughs>
Thanks again for uh, the sponsorship of GardenGurusMN.com. So it's winter. It's getting to be winter. They're certainly not doing any gardening now. But you gardening people know that this is when you start planning. And this is when you go into the house and and, uh, all of the gardening stuff is laid out on the dining room table. And you've got your little seed books and you're trying to figure out how you're going to plant things. So this is a good time to get a consult from GardenGurusMN.com and get some plans down for them to get things ready for next spring. Check them out online at GardenGurusMN.com. I said I was going to thank people, and I don't have a lot of time to do that in this podcast, and I don't want to rush that. Uh, Brandon Sabata, I mentioned about three times. Travis Sitard, I mentioned about three times. Uh, Mindy Collins, again, thank you. She's got this new thing called Mindy Goals or something like that. I'll talk about that. Uh, She's down in Florida. Thanks again for all of your efforts to support the Bob Davis Podcast. You do it through the donate window at thebobdavispodcast.com. And thanks for listening to these podcasts. Thanks for subscribing on YouTube. I just hit uh, 1,600 subscribers, which is amazing to me, and I appreciate that. And you can subscribe at iTunes if you don't want to send me money. And just listen to the podcasts. And thanks again. Thanks to the National Park Service. Thank you for Grand Canyon. Thanks, America. Thanks to USDA for this incredible park. Have a good one. Thanks for listening to Podcast 1117, Grand Canyon Maroon. Bob Davis podcasts. <gasps> I've been in the right place, but it must have been the wrong time. I'd have said the right thing, but it must have used the wrong line. I've been on the right trail, but it must have used the wrong call. Hit us in a bad place, and I wonder what it's good for. I've been in the right place, but it must have been the wrong time. My head is in a bad place, but I'm having such a good time. Good talking to this time. Doesn't need a little brain salad surgery. I got to cue my insecurity. But I've been in the wrong place, but it must have been the right time. I've been in the right place, but it must have been the right